Welcome back to Salesy. I am so excited because today we are going to be talking about TikTok, TikTok content, and video marketing. So I am going to be joined by my client Fallon, who not only grew one TikTok, but grew two TikToks to a combined audience of over 110,000 people, had $3,000 in sales from a $2 product, and has worked with some eight-figure mentors that you know and love. If you have not gotten a chance to go ahead and experience her, she is a breath of fresh air. She knows her stuff, which I love, and she is also a mom. So I'm so excited for y'all to dive into this episode. If you have been thinking about or playing with TikTok or even using the strategy for reels, this is going to be so impactful for you. Yay, Fallon. I am so excited to have you today on Salesy. Hi, how's it going? Good. Obviously, I have gotten the chance to get to know you and know your story better, but that's the first place we start off. How did you get started in all of this? Yeah, well, it's a really funny story. I actually started a very long time ago. I started back in 2017. I was super influenced by a lot of the travel YouTubers, and so I started a YouTube channel. And uh, it didn't really go as well as I had hoped, um, but you know, continuing to create content and learning more about different types of platforms over the years, I wound up ultimately getting to the point of being able to make money online with the content that I was posting. In 2021, I was able to land multiple eight-figure clients. I was able to have multiple product launches sold out oversell a group program and so much more just because I started showing up every single day and figuring out platforms and the content to post to these platforms. So that's a little bit more insight into me and my story there. It's so incredible that it's one small decision that can just create this ripple effect. And for you, being able to launch multiple products, having that oversold program and even working, you know, seven figures is like the pinnacle in the online space. But then to be like, actually, I worked with people who make more than that is so crazy. When it comes to creating video content, I know there's a lot of just kind of resistance around it. What would you say to someone who maybe is struggling to make video content and wants to get started? I would say just start and put it out there, like make it public and post it. Because if you don't start and you're not putting anything out there, then you're never going to know what's going to do well and what's not going to do well. Like the whole point as to why I started to grow in 2021 and to see the results that I saw is because I was making mistakes and I kept showing up and putting those videos out there where I look like an absolute idiot. But if I didn't put those videos out there, then I wouldn't have known what was going to help lead to those multiple product launches like being sold out or those digital digital downloads just like coming like in droves so I would say if you are getting into posting video content just have the courage and the confidence to keep showing up no matter what because every day you are going to get better I 100% agree with that. And I think a lot of people try it for a couple of days and then they don't see this like instant fame. Like we've been conditioned to with like TikTok and the algorithm on there or even Instagram. And then they're Mm -hmm. like, well, this isn't for me, but it's truly a long game. You mentioned in your bio that you started in 2017, which is crazy. I was actually graduating from college that year. What Mm -hmm. do you feel like has changed over the last, you know, six years 
and even over the last 18 months when it comes to video marketing? Well, one thing that was really big back then was those YouTube videos. I think YouTube was just like the platform because everybody knew you could start to get monetized for Google AdSense. And I think TikTok really changed the game. That was kind of what really launched myself in terms of being able to monetize and make money online with my content. Um, TikTok changed the game in that regard for finances, but it also changed the game in terms of what type of content is going to perform best. I think because it was YouTube for so long, it was such, it was so focused on long form content. And I think with the introduction of short form, we're now kind of in this, I, I feel like it's like this flux between long and short form. And I actually think that even now, like the best time frame to keep people's attention is actually three minutes. And you could still kind of monetize three minutes on um, YouTube as well, but three minutes is enough for people to get their point across, to tell their story, and to get people to take action or to keep consuming their content on the platform. Think of a YouTube, right? Like if you have 2,500 three-minute videos, people are going to binge through all of them. It's like a Netflix, but if you have, you know, three 30-minute videos, people aren't going to watch through all 30 minutes all at once. They're going to rather consume the three-minute videos and they'll consume a lot of them. So I think that's one of the bigger changes that has happened in the last six years, at least that I have seen online. It's so interesting that you mentioned YouTube. Do you feel like YouTube is still an opportunity for people to grow? Yeah, I think that YouTube, like each platform has its own potential and its own opportunity. There have been people who have started YouTube channels and they have seen growth, but I think it's going to be ultimately like I don't know that I want to relate it to Instagram, but I think it's ultimately going to be like an Instagram where it's like going to be a long game and a slow game. Like YouTube is going to be more of a marathon than it is going to be a sprint. I think newer platforms are going to be where any sprints come in, but I think YouTube, you still have potential there and you could still see a lot of growth there. I know in 2021, when I launched my um, TikTok, I also decided to start my YouTube channel way back up in like, like with 10 times more commitment than when I started in 2017. And I actually saw a massive influx of followers. I have over a thousand subscribers over there on YouTube. So I think there's a lot of potential, but you still have to pay attention to your audience and what they're consuming and, you know, what they're engaging with. It's just like any other platform. When you review what you are putting out there and what's performing well, and you make more of that, then you're going to see more people watching those videos all the way through. And it's going to put your video higher in the platform's recommendation system. It's interesting how you keep coming back to like it being a long game. I think TikTok has desensitized us to the actual amount that these creators are putting in. And I am somebody, if you say I'm an online coach, not a creator, you're lying. Just stop lying to yourself because if you were running a business online, you are also a content creator. When it comes to TikTok, YouTube, and this kind of consistency game that a lot of people struggle with, what are some things when it comes to video marketing that they can be looking at to improve their content, maybe stay in the boat, and then also be able to gain a larger audience on these platforms? One, I think looking at your analytics on any of those platforms is always going to benefit you in the long run, whether it's TikTok, YouTube, whatever video platform. Um, two, I think that staying up to date with trends and 
the current events, I guess you could call them. I'm thinking of like threads right now. Okay. Like I dropped the bomb threads is out. <laughs> okay. Um, threads is a huge talking point right now because of how new it is staying up to date with those current events and that relevant content trends is what some people call it, but I wouldn't even really call it trends because I, it's not really like a trend. I think of when TikTok first came out, a trend was like a dance move or, you know, a music clip. And that's not really as relevant. It's more of like what's being talked about. The best way that I could kind of relate it to is almost like high school. Like what's the, what's the biggest gossip going around right now? And anything that's new and exciting is going to be something that's going to help you grow an audience because that new topic, your take on that new topic, it's going to more or less go around to everybody on social media at some point, whether it's from the recommendation system, the For You page, or it's from somebody sharing your content to one of their own friends. And um, that's ultimately also going to help you amass that huge following because you're sharing what it is that you have to say. And lastly, obviously, would be to just show up authentically as you, who you are, sharing your beliefs, sharing your values, because that's going to give people your take. You don't want to be like everybody else who does the same thing. You want to have your own flavor. And by incorporating that into this strategy, more or less, I think you're going to see a lot of movement forward. I know that when I first started in 2017, I was like, I want to be like everybody else. And I didn't really have my own flavor. I didn't show up like I'm showing up on this podcast right now. But when I started to actually show up as me, as who I am, and I started giving no fucks, like that is when everything started to take off. I love how you mentioned threads because obviously as the OG thread influencer and on the quest to one Millie, huge fan of threads. How can someone incorporate something like Threads, which is now a text-based app, into their video marketing without just repurposing? This is a great question. I think of it almost like, so the way that I use Threads is like a stream of consciousness. And then what I do is when I go over to like TikTok to create videos, I take it, I take the thread and then I expand on it. So that way I have more of a talking point in terms of what videos that I'm going to create because like I said, threads is just a stream of consciousness for me. I'm typing it out as I'm thinking it. I even posted today on threads. I was like, I'm literally just going to start making threads about like what, like how I would audit something. Okay. And then from there, now I have content for myself going into TikTok to make videos and explain why I would do something like that or explain the reasoning behind it. So that's how I'm using threads with my video content creation on, you know, that video marketing platform. I love how you mentioned about just getting on there and trying things. Obviously, I talked about this in the threads episode that I recorded yesterday that will be up by the time we post this one. But a larger conversation is like people miss out on these apps because there's a lot of newness to it. And while the newness can be really exciting, there's also this fear of it being new. I know I didn't fully miss the boat on TikTok. I saw your thread yesterday where you're like, no, you didn't. But I was consuming TikToks in 2019 and in 2020 when business owners were actually using it, I let that fear hold myself back. And that is not one of my biggest business regrets, but it did teach me a lot about as these new apps come out and as these new features come out, it's really important to get ahead of everybody and just try it. And like you mentioned, maybe look dumb, maybe fail, maybe see what works and what doesn't work, then waiting for someone else to figure it out. Because the other thing is, is with these new apps, 
there is a boost of engagement because the algorithm is not fully set and you want to work with the algorithm, not against it. The algorithm Mm -hmm. is for you, not against you. And that's something that I think a lot of business owners shy away from is anything new because they don't feel like they're fully rooted in it yet. When it comes to creating content as a whole, because you are someone who I feel like not only do you make good video marketing, but you also do content really well. What are some of the mistakes that you're seeing business owners make and how can they change their content to be better? Oh my God, the biggest mistake. And I think I actually posted a thread or I know I posted TikTok on it like multiple times is you're not getting people's attention quick enough be bold. Like, don't be afraid to say something that might be outside of your realm of confidence. Like share that bold statement, because if you're not getting somebody's attention in like the very first part of your video or the very first part of your thread or your caption, then people are just scrolling right on by. They're not going to pay attention to who you are. They're not going to want to know what it is that you have to offer. They're not going to want to hear what you have to say. So getting somebody's attention, no matter what type of content you are putting out there is so, so essential because that is ultimately going to hook them in to open up that caption and read more or to keep watching your video until the end. Um, I think one more thing that I would just add in on top of that, just because obviously like that hook is really important, but also having a really strong story. One of the best reasons people stick around on a video is because you're telling a story, you're keeping them involved, you're keeping them interested throughout the entire form of the video. And the more efficient you are at keeping somebody's attention and interest throughout three minutes, the more likely people are going to watch your video all the way through and it's going to get pushed out to more and more people. So I think number one, definitely grabbing more attention. And number two, getting really good at keeping the attention by telling a story and doing it well. I agree so much about telling a story and doing it well. As someone who has a very strong brand story, this is something I talk with my clients a lot about, about like having a story, like having a good story to tell people. Now it doesn't have to be the 200 to $220,000. A lot of people get really hung up on that. But the thing is, is that we are wired for storytelling because there used to be an opportunity where we would sit around a campfire and talk about our days. And through storytelling, not only would we entertain, but we would also educate. You know, if you think way back when it's like, you know, did animals move out of a certain area and you had to go to a different area? Is there a saber toothed tiger in a different area and don't go near it? And with social media, that campfire has now moved to this virtual space. A lot of people shy away from storytelling though, because they think that they're not good at it. And it's like, it's really practiced, but also what are some tips that you could give someone to improve storytelling? I like to think of it as a conversation, just like how you and I are talking right now. One, like my biggest message is to just think of it as a conversation and use those kinds of metaphors or, you know, like euphemisms, idioms, whatever it is that you need to use to help, you know, create images in people's mind, number one, because when they have an image, they're going to stick with it and it's going to ignite something in them, in their head and it's going to make them want to take an action on something. So just thinking of it as a conversation, number one is really important because then that way they're going to naturally have more 
to say or add in things that they might not have thought of before. Um, I think another thing is to just be really vivid. Like one thing that I always think of when you share your 200 to 200K is like, it's not an analogy. There's a different word for it, but like it, it matches, right? Like it's $200 in the bank to 200K. Like you went from this to that. You're drawing a picture for somebody. That's a really big, important thing. When you're talking about a story, you, you know, you went from this really low point to this really high point, the hero's journey, right? What was your low point? Identify the low point. And then what was the high point? Where are you at now? You know, what was the big peak or climax of whatever happened in the course of events of, you know, your transformation or, you know, whatever the piece of content that it is that you're putting out there, what is like the, the climax of the story and like, how are you going to build up to that? So those, those are my two like big tips. Like just think of it as a conversation, just as you would have with a friend and try and involve images or other things outside of just um, talking to somebody nonchalantly. <laughs> That's like a numerical alliteration, which I didn't uh-huh. plan, it just happened. There was something that you mentioned earlier that I kind of want to circle back to the more I think on it and the more I listen to you. You are also someone who is so knowledgeable about content and just everything. Like I'm definitely going to go back and like, listen and take some notes on this. Cause I know I can always improve on it. You talked about having a bold opinion and mm-hmm. really stating that for someone who struggles with having a bold opinion. And then also the fear of maybe getting canceled or having, you know, sensitivity around rejection or pulling up the analytics and seeing that a bunch of people shared your post, but it wasn't shared to stories. What would you tell them? This is a good one. This is a great question. I love this question. Um, I would tell them to give way less fucks, (laughs) but in a nicer way. Um, It is important to share your perspective. It's important to share your opinion and And it's important to be bold because that's going to set you apart from the rest of the crowd. And if you are a little hesitant or if you are a little scared, I would say try it out once. Dabble, like put your foot into the water, you know, test and see if it's a comfortable temperature. I bet you there are going to be people who agree with you. And I bet you it's going to be more people who you anticipate, like than you anticipate because what we so often are afraid of is sharing an opinion and it being rejected because we're such a tribal people. Like we're so involved in communities. We want to be accepted. We want to be popular. And the thing is, is it's so backwards, like content creation and building a community has to start with those bold moves. It has to start with that really uncomfortable statement of this is what I believe this is what I value this is how I'm going to show up and that's going to set you apart from somebody who doesn't want to do that and then the people who are like yeah I want to do that they're going to come into your realm they're going to come into your community and they're going to cheer you on so loud that you're not going to you're not going to even remember what it felt like to not share that bold opinion before like you're going to be like wow people accept this like so many more people support this I wasn't anticipating that you know I'm going to I'm going to share more like if you're going to essentially be encouraged by people online because you took this even if it's the tiniest little step 
outside of your comfort zone and you shared a value or a belief that you might think is controversial and other people were like, yeah, I, I agree, you know? That is like worth the whole episode. Like my drop, we can leave now. We're, we can just like <laughs> wrap up and leave, right? The interesting thing is, is I think there is an opportunity if you are someone who is scared to do that, to start on threads. We are big advocates for threads. So just like, don't even think about it. Like sign up, get your, get your thread jail number. You know, we're all going to wear ours proudly to the meta convention, apparently that if they ever give us something like an opportunity to actually talk to them. The one thing I want to highlight though, is that there are more people who are going to stand with you than who are going to stand against you. And what I tell my clients all the time that is really powerful is the people who disagree with you weren't planning on buying from you anyways. So who really cares about their opinion? You know, there's a lot of like shit talking that happens in the space to be very transparent and call it out. And the most interesting thing that I learned recently from my mentors that I've been really sharing with my clients is that it doesn't really matter because the people who are doing more than you, the people who you're looking up to, they're not like looking at your profile and being like, oh, she's so terrible. She's so horrible. Those are only the people who are triggered by your content, who are triggered by the action that you're taking, who are triggered by the fact that you can sit in that bold position. And sometimes that trigger is a really good place to look in the mirror of like, oh, I'm triggered by this person and this content because I feel like I can never be that person or say those bold opinions. But at the end of the day too, to wrap it up nicely, it all is just marketing y'all. And when you consume less marketing and you spend more time creating and standing in your power and being someone like Fallon, who really goes before other people, it does pay off. And it Fallon, like you're speaking to the power of it, not only building one TikTok audience, but also building another one. Can you kind of speak to maybe someone who is trying out TikTok or Instagram or anything, and they're trying to build an audience? What would you tell them? Um, I would tell them one to stick with it because it is not going to be an overnight thing. Uh, it took me, I started in 2017 and it took me until 2021 to see any kind of traction. So one, stick with it. Uh, two quantity is your friend. I'm not going to say quantity over quality because I still think you need to have really good content. You need to have really good marketing in order for people to pay attention to you and to stick around in your community. Um, so I'm going to say quantity is your friend because the more you can post, then obviously the more your face is going to pop up in front of people and people will be like, who the hell is this person? And I think to put a little icing on the cake, the last one, you, you got to accept, and this is just from my own experience, you're, you got to accept, you're going to get some wackos in your audience, you know, but they might be the transformation or the game changer in your own journey, your life, your business, whatever it might be. I know speaking from experience, like I said, like my first TikTok was, it went viral because of these like manifestation codes. And I did not anticipate what it was going to do to my business. It just blew it the fuck up. But, and like, trust me, those people were like a little out there, but had I not put that content out there, had I not stuck with it, had I not accepted the people who came into my audience and got to know them better, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have seen the growth and 
the expansiveness in my business. So those would be the three big tips that I would say, if you're looking to get started on those platforms, like stick with it, keep putting more stuff out there and like, accept your people, you know, like your community is your community and you get to serve those people. You get to help those people and you get to help them by making sales of your offer to them. So those are the three things I would have to say. I mean, building a large audience without money is kind of pointless. If yeah. you want to monetize <laughs> your audience, like you have to sell to them. That's the one interesting conversation that I feel like I'm having with some of these large creators who have these massive audiences and they haven't monetized it. And it's always interesting because people come in and they're like, how much have you made? And I'm like, me and my tiny audience have made some good money doing this. When it comes to anything else that you want to leave them with, or anything that comes to mind? Do you have any pieces? Do I have any other pieces that I would like to leave them with? Um, run to threads and like make the most of it. You might still be catching it in its new early phases, but I'm sure by the time this episode comes out, it might not be as new as it once was. Um, I would say use your time wisely because you can go on all of the platforms and you can do all of the things and you can burn yourself out or you can stick with one or two TikTok and Instagram are my two you could stick with one or two and you can go really deep with those platforms and you're not going to be burnt out because you're building up your revenue you're building up your profit you're building up your finances so that you can then start to create content on other different platforms because you have the ability to outsource, et cetera. That's a little bit more, you know, business-y than I think content-y, but that's a different conversation for a different day. But that would be what I would say in terms of like my last parting thought, um, stick with one or two and take them really, really deep. Yes, I would agree with that. I know because I'm your coach, you have a program coming up, <laughs> Codes. Tell us about Codes. Yeah, the Content Code is a program that I decided to run. I actually ran the first version in 2021. Um, it is a framework that I created that has everything to do with how I was able to build an audience and my business to basically a full-time salary in 2021. Um, it's getting clear on the con the content that you're going to create confidently, uh, organizing your message and really designing content that's going to land in people's heads and stick with them and make them sign up for your programs or, you know, like buy your stuff, invest in your offers. Um, the content code is like my signature baby program um, that I was like, oh my gosh, I figured out this framework all by myself. I use it in my own content and I got to share it with people. It is honestly like one of the best content programs I've seen on the market. Granted, I haven't taken every content program out there, but I have taken my fair share of it. If you are someone who is struggling with content and you connect with Fallon, go ahead and check out the show notes. We're going to link it down below. Obviously, whenever you listen to it, you can reach out and ask more questions to Fallon if it's a good fit for you. If somebody loves you, where do they find you? Uh, they find me on TikTok at the real Fallon Moran. 
or they also find me on Instagram at Fallon.Moran. And I'm sure when you go onto my Instagram, you'll also see that I'm on threads because my inmate number is there. <laughs> my inmate number's there too. Thank you so much for coming on CLZ and just giving us so much good information. I know I'm going to come back and listen to this. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Megan. I really appreciate, I really appreciate it. Have a great rest of your day. Thanks. You too. As always, y'all, I hope you comment, rate, subscribe to the Salesy podcast. There are a ton of fun guests coming on. I did want to take a moment and talk about Scale to 5K. So I do mention that Fallon is my client and she is inside of Scale to 5K. This is a six-month group coaching program that focuses on sales, marketing, business, and building an online business. For those of you, if you are listening to Salesy and you are struggling, this is going to be a place for you. You can check it out in the show notes as well. I'll see y'all later. Have a great day.